0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Theology in the Raw. I have on the show today my new friend, Street Hymns, uh, who is a battle rapper. We uh, explain in great detail, not we, <laughs> Street explains in great detail what battle rap is for those of you who have no clue what I just said. And I, man, I... Um, I've been just recently really impacted by Street's ministry. I heard him at a couple of different conferences, got to talk to him just a little bit uh, in the hallways about his ministry and what God's done in his life, and I was just truly blown away at um, the unique kind of ministry and empowerment and anointing, really, that God has on the life of Street Him. So I was so excited to have him on the podcast. I think you're going to enjoy this show. And as you get to know the, the powerful impact that him and his team have in the battle rap um, I don't don't know the area or whatever you want to call it. I'm I'm new to the battle rap scene. You're not going to hear me battle rap, street hymns or anybody else anytime soon. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash theology in the raw. Very thankful for those of you who are, uh, have joined the theology in the raw community on Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. And if you join the Patreon community, you can uh, get access to premium content as well. If you don't want to join, then please do leave a review and share uh, this episode and others uh, that you have enjoyed on your social media accounts. The only way people know about Theology in the Ra is when followers and listeners and quote unquote fans uh, tell others about it. So please do take a few minutes, share uh, uh, on your socials about Theology in the Ra. All right, let's get to know the one and only Street Hymns. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Theology in the Raw. I'm here with a new friend, Street Hymns, famed battle rapper. We're going to get into what that even is, uh, because I think my audience is like, did I hear that wrong? I don't know what that is, battle rap. (laughs) I'm sure some of my audience is like, finally you got a battle rapper on the show, but uh, Street, thanks so much for being on Theology in Raw for the first time, man.
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I love talking
0: theology, and I love talking battle rap. Awesome. Awesome. yeah i love talking theology, man. I'm brand new to the battle rap uh I didn't know it existed until six months ago when I first heard you speak, so I'm excited to get to know more about you and your ministry. but why don't we start with you? just who are you, man? What's your background and and then how did you get into uh battle rap and and tell us about and then you can tell us a bit more about what that even is?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. um so my name is street Hams um I'm an artist, musician. Battle rapper. Um, I just love creating things, you know. I love pushing the envelope and I love uh, provoking thought. And as far as battle rap goes, that's like the perfect platform for all of those things in one for me. Um, I graduated uh, with my biblical studies degree in theology at Dallas Baptist University. Um, so uh, there's some level of scholarship. Uh, people keep pushing me to do seminary. Yeah, I'm on the fence, you know. Um, I never say no, because usually when I say no to things, the Lord has a funny way of putting it <laughs> down, you know, right, of having to do it. But um, I'm definitely just interested in continuing to further my knowledge, um, not just in theology, but philosophy, ethics, morality. Hmm. Um, so um, I love information. I love knowledge. Hmm. So uh, when it came to the battle rap field, you know, uh, there is a lot of ideologies, uh, religiosity, and just a lot of things that people uh, express through the form of hip-hop. And so that has been actually the culture of hip-hop from the beginning. It's a form and art form of expression, you know, and, and mostly expressive out of struggle and um, oppression and also just uh, joy, you know, um, finding joy in the midst of, et cetera. So uh, a lot of battle rap is portrayed as and uh, expressed as a violent culture. Um, And uh, from a lyrical stance, I could definitely see that for sure, because a lot of what is said is vulgar and violent. But when you look at the culture and actually are involved in the culture and actually um, immerse in it, um, you actually see that it's really uh, steeped in camaraderie love, and uh, entertainment. Hmm. So um, I've been doing battle rap for the last six years plus, and uh, I found a culture that has not only embraced me, but um, one that I have grown uh, very fond of hmm. in heart and in deed. So,
0: yeah. Okay, yes. okay so, so let's back up for a second. For somebody who doesn't have the foggiest category for what battle rap is, can you bring it all the way down? We're talking first grade, kindergarten level. Like- Explain to... Uh, so what, what, what should we even be picturing when you talk about Battle rap?
1: So uh, imagine uh, it's almost lyrical boxing. <laughs> so you have uh, two opponents getting, getting on stage with an audience there, uh, typically. And without a beat, um, they're literally uh, with most of the time prep material. Like you know who you're battling beforehand most okay. of the time. And you prepare for that person. And so what you do is your goal is essentially to either highlight yourself in such a way or break them down in such a way that you win over the crowd or uh, win over the audience or um, win win in your own sense as well. Um, there's typically not a judge, you know, so it's not like a man who they determine who wins the battle at the end. It's really just like jury of your peers, like whoever you feel like won, yeah. won typically. But uh it's 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 mostly done, like I said, in in a vulgar sense, to where yeah. a lot of the content's about guns, you know, violence, um, how I'm gonna break you down, how I'm gonna shoot you, how I'm gonna kill you, right. and no, in 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 a, in a lot of sense, it is it is metaphorical, it is lyrical, um, but you do so in such a entertaining way that that is what brought the attention to the culture. It is a subculture of the main genre of hip-hop, but it is definitely a vast culture, Um, especially this last year. It's taken its um, greatest leaps and bounds to become mainstream. Um, A lot of cosigns, like people like Drake, um, CeeLo Green, um, and a lot of athletes are literally starting to promote battle rap in in, in ways it's never been before, and it's it's definitely put it in a way, in a highlight to now. It's like, it is mainstream. It it
0: is. It's... it's I mean, (laughs) be patient with my terminology, man, because I I might say, is it, I don't need to freestyle is the right term, but is it, is it, it's not like it's like you come with your script, you, they come with theirs, like it's on the fly, like you're right, you're in the moment, they say something.
1: Most of the times it's pre written, so we know who we're battling beforehand, and then, um, so I could see why. So the clip you saw that I had, yeah, the guy something, and then I rebuttaled, yeah directly to what he said. And because of that, it makes it seem like all of what I do is freestyle. But typically, you want to rebuttal something that um, you either catch on the fly, like, oh, I could could respond to that. Okay. Or they said something so amazing that it's like, man, I want to take away the sting of that by directly associating what they just said but flipping it against them or flipping it to my benefit or flipping it so that the crowd can understand, like, oh, that really wasn't as powerful to say. Or, that's not even as true as they say. Yeah. So um there are freestyle elements, but okay. 95% of my material is typically already written.
0: Uh ah. um,
1: I room for freestyle, but it's it's mostly all written beforehand.
0: So you're, you're so you're studying the the guy you're battling ahead of time. So you know kind of what he's gonna say, where he's gonna go and everything. You you kind of get it. It's kinda like a debate almost, right? Was it a blend between like a debate and round? Oh, absolutely. I mean-
1: now, typically, it's not as intellectual as uh, you may think it may be in the aspect of uh, coming with material that is set forth uh, for the purpose of a debate or, or uh, inquiring minds. It's really just for entertainment. But, for example, my last battle, which I actually just did, okay. um, I was battling somebody who is from the camp of—and uh, there's not an actual specific term for it, but just more so African spirituality, someone who left the church— yeah. Um, a woman. Um, so she she, uh, she she she's she's no longer Christian. Um, she follows, you know, the teachings of ancient um, Egypt, comet, um, and huh. uh, uh, a lot of honoring and admonishing of the ancestors, um, spiritual concepts, you know, mysticism's of the culture. You know, kind of getting back to what they call the roots of what our um, quote unquote ancestors believed. So, my rounds. Um, Were compiled of previous, without exaggeration, over 80 plus hours of research. Oh my God. So, in the three minute rounds that I compiled, uh, I not only studied for 80 plus hours of the material, but that also included my second round. What I did was I, I, I addressed the concept that is Christianity a white man's religion? Yeah. And then when I did so, I involved the crowd. And uh, it was actually pretty creative. I'll send you the clip. I'll send you actually yeah, the video. Yeah, I want to see it. Um, not out yet, but I'll send you the
0: video.
1: <laughs> A little preview. But what's crazy is when I did that within there, I put in the uh, in in the round. I basically was like, um, I said, now this is scholarly material. Not everyone has time for courses and will always call a line facts until it's time to sort it. So do me a favor on social media. Search street hymns. You'll be quite rewarded. There'll be a file in my bow link site. Export it. It's called Battle Rap Facts. I challenge you. Try to throw it in it. I recorded everything that I reported from this battle with the cited sources. I'm trying to fight endorsements. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so like basically like within that battle, I actually created a document and PowerPoint that has all of the cited sources from everything I said in the battle. So it's like people are able to reference back what I said and then go and research it themselves so that they not only just have something like, Oh, that sounds cool. It's like, no, no, no. It doesn't just sound cool. It's actually facts. You know what I'm saying? You can actually go and look this up. So I put a lot of work in it so that the crowd could be benefited from what I said um, within my second and third round, which were like my most impactful rounds for that battle. Um, There's been other times I've battled atheists you know, yeah. and I put some, I put 40 hours of research in that battle, you know, just watching atheist versus Christian debates, just in case he says this, I want to say this, just in case he says this, I want to say this. Um, I've battled Muslims, I've battled, uh, it's, it's all, all types of different, you know, different uh, different camps, belief systems, ideologies, philosophies, and then I've just battled people that just want to battle in a lyrical stance. So yeah. it's like me just to, like, you know, oh, I can talk about anime and, 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 and nerd bars, you know what I'm saying? So I can, you know, be myself. <laughs> You know, but sometimes there are the times where you have to, you know, get yeah. in your, get my bag. But so, uh, it really just depends on the opponent.
0: So you have, you have obviously like an apologetic thread to kind of what you do. Is, is, that, is that, is that typical in battle rap or is that something unique that you bring to it? So
1: battle so, so, okay. So what I don't want to confuse people is, is that battle rap is a Christian sport. No, yeah. It's not. <laughs> um, we as Christians have infiltrated battle rap, you know, so it's myself, um, uh, people on my team. Um, I'm part of a team called the horsemen, um, specifically the four horsemen, you know, yeah. um, how we started, it's, uh, myself, a ward, Loso, uh, the saga and, uh, the newest member oops. And so, uh, we are a team of Christians, you know, that go into the battle rap field and in a sense, yes, present a form of an apologetic, you know, making a defense an apology for the gospel, you know, what, what the scriptures are call the hope that is in us. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yes, there are times when they come for the faith. And so because they come for the faith, we gotta make a defense for that. You know, we have to uphold and, and, and stand firm on what we, we claim to believe, you know, as they're attacking it in a lyrical faith in a lyrical way. And um, I can confidently say within the culture right now, to mention battle rap and not mention if not myself, my team members and our team, you're doing battle rap injustice because we have literally infiltrated in the sense that we have now been highlighted in a, in a way that like they recognize us as one of the best teams in Battle Rap.
0: So so I want to get my audience is uh, I want to I want to uh ex- tease that out a little bit. So Battle Rap pretty rare to have a Christian in it. And then so yeah. but you guys come in and uh, let's just say, let's, don't worry about not being humble like just set aside right now. I just want to cuz I want people to get an understanding like like you, what you just said like you're very well-known in the battle rap scene battle rap is becoming a very big kind of subculture um so can can you get is there anything just to tangibly give us a picture of your influence like followers on tiktok or views or anything or because i mean i was i was blown away at how many people are encountering the gospel in a really creative intellectually responsible way through your ministry
1: yeah, so so I mean if if we were to sit here and count the millions of views like I have battles that have reached you know up to 400,000 for a battle um, mm-hmm. people on my team have reached a million you know um and and it's it's really one of those things where like I say like the battle rap culture recognize like it's not just something where oh yeah those Christians, it's like no 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 yeah they're here yeah. they're here to stay they're actually making an impact um, within the the biggest league of battle rap, um, our guy Loso, um, who's kind of like taking like the forefront in representing in that league. Cause it's different leagues depending on what city or state you're in. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, like, yeah, he, he's, he's literally like the, the highlight member of what is now called the caffeine app, which is a form of twit. Like it's kind of like Twitch. It's a streaming app and battle rap is now taking the forefront of the caffeine app and Loso has his own show there. He's highlighted. He, he just did a battle hosted by Drake there.
0: Wow.
1: Um. And yet yeah, it's, it's literally to the point where if you're mentioning a big card or a major card, you're going to have to include us. Wow. Like literally, because not just in a stance of like, oh, yeah, like because they're good. It's like, no, no, no. The people want to see us.
0: Wow. Like yeah. they
1: like being in high demand. And so because it's in high demand, there is a a a requirement to give the people what they want. You know, they want to see us, whether they want to see us lose or want to see us win, they want to see us, you know? Um, So with that said, it's it's, it's been a blessing to be a part of what has been literally the foundation of trailblazing, you know, um, to where now it wasn't supposed to start with us, so it's not going to end with us. There's other Christians now coming behind us and, you know, going along the same thread. Um, And and we're just here to support them and help them grow so that they can be prepared for you know the culture that is definitely uh, um, uh, having an uprise right now.
0: How, how long has it been around? Like, what's if you can give a snapshot of the history of battle rap? I mean, what, is it? Oh yeah, five, ten years or?
1: It's, it's so so the concept of battling has been, it's been around since hip hop. You know, um, like uh, I don't know if you remember. So my dad actually used to battle rap. So my dad actually battle rapped Will Smith, The Fresh Prince. What? You know, and, and back then it was about um, it was about you know having a DJ and then you have an MC. And then the DJ and the MC will go against another DJ and MC. And then whoever got the most crowd reaction, whoever did the free, and then back then it was pure freestyle. You had to captivate the crowd. That's what it means. to MC means move the crowd. Whoever moved the crowd better, whoever got a bigger uprisal, whoever got a bigger reaction, yeah. winner. And so um, that definitely played a, Part in the aspect of the DJ and the lyricist. My dad actually admits he lost that battle. <laughs> but, um, my, my uncle, like, they used to go in different clubs and, and stuff like that. So, so battle rap has actually been part of hip hop's core because battling, the right. form of competition, has been there since. In the same way, b-boying has been there. So, like, uh, you'd have two different break dancers. You know, they would battle. You know, they would do things. They would highlight their skills and their talents. And so, like, uh, the same thing followed the same thread when it came to battle rap. Um, used to be more along the lines of on-a-beat instrumentation, but now it's more a cappella rather than – Okay. Um, but there's still some people who also do the, the instrumentation aspect where there is a beat going behind you and somebody's rapping. So, yeah, it's, it's been around since the beginning of hip-hop.
0: And so it's just had a kind of an evolution. And so, like, I, I would mm-hmm. imagine since social media has been really huge in the last 10 years, that's probably really thrown gasoline on the fire of it. I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, like I said, there's 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 mainstream. The So the, it's funny because the. The uh, the 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 mockeries of it really helped it as well. You know, so um, if anybody who remembers like some of the biggest social media guys, when social media was really kind of taking its fruition in the beginning, there's a guy named Super Hot Fire. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you remember Super Hot Fire. He was like, you got the wrong number. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you had the big. that.
0: <laughs> and it's
1: like Nintendo battled the guy too, you know, um uh, and and they were they were making fun of battle rap. It's like, oh, people uh-huh. give me these big reactions and but through that it actually brought more attention to battle rap. You know, <laughs> and so like uh those videos were some of the most viewed quote unquote battles, even though they were fake, you know. Um so uh it's always had its it's, it's levels of, oh, snap, this could be big, this could be big, this could be big. But it's not something that could be household because it's not really family friendly in a sense. Yeah. And so did couldn't get along and, and, and on board with it the way that you you'd think it would be because it is very um, vulgar and, yeah. and, and, and can be sensitive to the average household. Yeah. But there are battlers who are household names. Um and those typically are the ones who were a lot of the the trailblazers and trendsetters within the culture for sure.
0: Okay, you you said there's a lot of kind of violent imagery. Do do fights ever break out? I can imagine the emotions, the heat gets intense, or not? Not really. Is that pretty rare? Yeah, that's 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 probably frowned upon, right? I mean, if guy the guy took a swing or something, yeah.
1: At the end of the day, it's. If, if you really, really, you'll probably see that happening as much as in real life wrestlers actually fight outside of the ring.
0: Okay. You know, yeah.
1: aspect of like it's it's truly an entertainment. Yeah. You know, these the, like the fact you can literally see somebody um, do something as extreme as laughing at somebody's little brother who is uh, crippled and say, I'll kick your wheelchair down the kick's wheelchair down the stairway wow. and then see them gap it up afterwards, um, up until the point where seeing somebody spit on somebody's grandmother's obituary, oh. you know, um, a picture, it's like, man, like, and then afterwards, they're able to have a civil conversation or at least be in the same place and, and not be, you know, static, it's like, now, yeah. obviously, those are very much extremes, you know, but there's things that happen, it's like, man, like, you're really, really going too far, Okay, but, like, man, like, that's what you're willing to do for clout, that's what you're willing to do to go yeah. viral, support. People do things to the extremes, but man, even in those extremes, those people are, are, you know, they're, they, nobody really respects them to the same extent, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's like, you're not in harm's way. Yeah. You know, now it could go there, Yeah. but, but the fact that it hasn't gone there just shows you that yeah, man, like, 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 Hey, this is all entertainment. Like, yeah, you know, you me at the next event because we, we're in the same league or we're, we're like we claim to be friends and stuff like that, so it really doesn't go that way. Yeah, and even when it goes that way, per se, there is a still level of camaraderie because you understand, like a lot of people just kind of say it's battle rap, you know. Now, of course, there hasn't been a direct hey, this is the line, don't cross it. There's never been that conversation within the culture, but it's really just something like hey, if you say something, just know every man has to account for the words he said. So if you want to go as far as you want, know that, okay, cool, we might have to be in the same room, we might have to be in the same restaurant, we might have to be in the same, so I might have to have a conversation with you afterwards. Now, yeah. as the Christian, we don't have this problem. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't we don't cross any of those lines. Like There's no need to, there's no desire to. I always tell somebody, I'm never going to say something to you on this stage that I wouldn't say to you off the stage.
0: Ah. You know?
1: Level of integrity yeah. that we have to trace, like, I'm not going to get up here and start a show just to get likes, just to get a reaction, just to get views, just to, it's like, no, 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 no. Like when you're understanding my heart in this, which is a ministry, I'm representing not just myself, I'm representing a whole entire community, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which is the church. Yeah. And so I have to have a kingdom mindset understanding that, yes, what I say may cut because the sword is, it's a double F sword. It, it, it may, it, but it's it's also meant to heal as well. It's yeah. a surgical tool. You know,
0: so yeah. That that clip that I saw that you referenced, can you summarize that <laughs> that comeback you had? Like like tell tell our audience who and they can Google or whatever, but that, that was just so brilliant.
1: <laughs> so I, I battled a guy named Asylum the Crow. Um, and uh, within his, his round so he, he calls himself God you know, um, his, his, his name is that his mother named him Lord actually. Um, and so like he refers to himself as Lord kind of along the same aspects of like African spirituality, you know, like we are gods. we are, we are, because we are like the gods, as they would say in the scriptures, you know, doesn't your Bible say we are like the gods Ah. So like that. So like they claim to be deity and, and have a form of deity that is like, yo, like y'all should be, you know, admonishing me, you know, it's like, and so he was basically saying like, like, yo, you should be admonishing me. I'm, I'm God. I'm, I'm, I'm your God, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like this. And I was like, okay, interesting. You know, my, And in my third round, I broke down that entire thing, like the dichotomy of calling yourself God. It's like, yes, do you understand who the most high is? I don't yeah. care who you're calling yourself, but understand there's the most high
0: yeah. God,
1: like the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. So whatever status you want to put yourself up, it's, in, it's not comparison, you know what I'm saying? So um, when, when he was saying these things, he actually slipped up in his round, and he, he was like what we call choking. Yeah. He messed up in a way that was like like oh man he, and he's like you know he starts stumbling he's like man as he's messing he's like god damn yeah and I was like in my round I started off I was like I was like <laughs> so you calling yourself lord and the praise supposed to be all for you but but when you choke you say god damn so
0: who are you talking
1: to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the whole crowd, dude, they were like, ah, oh! like, like, oh! like laughing. Cause it's
1: like, it's like, it's like, that's just funny. It's like, number one, he was choking. Number two, it's like, say hey, bro, really like, bro, who are you referring to?
0: Yeah. You know, uh,
1: it's, uh, it is funny cause I actually seen, um, that interaction happen. I think, uh, um, within like another apologetic thing happening. It's like, it's like uh, somebody that doesn't believe in God, but they'll 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 use idioms or phrases mm-hmm. like that, and it's like, wait. So when you use that phrase, what do you mean? Like, ah, oh, no, no, don't, don't don't you're you're, yeah. you're you're picking it. I don't know. It's, it's like it's a, it's a valid question. <laughs> I'm just asking the question. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. Um, it was it was an interaction. But you know, rebuttals like that happen quite often. The best rebuttaler you'll see is in our team as well. Um, his name is A. Ward. Uh, white dude from Kansas City. Huh. Um, this guy is amazing. Huh you know um as far as like the freestyle ability yeah the best out huh. like there's like not even a it's not even a thing of like hey he is top top five like people put him in in the battle rap culture battle rap world they'll say he's one of the best rebuttlers ever to be in the game ever wow. you know and, and christian as well yeah. so it's 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 dope to be a part of such a, an amazing team of people who have made themselves submitted to the lord so you know and we got some uh some potential women you yeah. know uh killing it and then on behalf of the name of of the Lord as well, so they're they're, yeah. they're making their way in
0: right now. Yeah, hey, is it largely male dominated? I would imagine, or
1: oh yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, uh, as as I wouldn't say the music industry is, but yes, it is. Dom- so the hip hop industry, yes, it's harder for women to yeah. break through the industry in that sense, and so it kind of bears weight in the um, battle rap world too. So
0: yeah, yes. Uh, Do you have any reason uh, why that is? I never. I'm thought question just came to my mind. Like, well, why is it? Why is hip hop, rap so male dominated in general? I mean, do, do you, have you ever have you thought through that, or do you haven't? Oh
1: yeah, we like, all we all, we all understand um, the, the uh, So whenever you see a a female lyricist, yeah, you know it's not the fact that they exist; they they exist. It's just um, it typically bears weight that you want your woman who is a lyricist to be feminine or to be yeah. wearing the dress to be, you know. So it's either going to come with the hypersexualization. Okay. or we're not going to accept you because um you don't portray you portray a butch, you know, ah. image or portray like a a, a a a it's like you want your women to be so the culture has always had an issue with accepting, you know, whether it be the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. or even um uh women who just, you know, are themselves but in a sense are portraying to be less uh, feminine yeah. in a sense, with pop and rap, so um the women who you do see that actually have great careers um, typically are the ones who over sexualize themselves okay and so uh, yeah. it's always been it's always been a tough struggle within the uh, hip hop community for sure. Yeah. Um, like anomalies are like a Lauren hill. that's an anomaly, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying Like you don't typically see somebody who is able to honor themselves, yeah. honor their, body, say you know, talk about things like sex. You yeah. know, and, and how our culture on the song that thing, you know, um, you know, yeah. uh guys, you always better watch out. Some girls, some girls are only about what that one thing, that thing that it's like, man, like huh. I was growing up listening to that in my mom and dad's car. You know, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm growing. Up, I'm looking back like, man, my, like she was really talking about some 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 stuff in our culture that, you know, is not really being discussed in, in, in a hip hop sense. You know, it's always about hey get it and go smash hit and quit it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but she's mm-hmm. like no, no 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 we can't do this because we got to honor ourselves honor our bodies our body's a temple you know things like that yeah. um so it's always been a it's, it's always been a uh, not it's always been a question and struggle within the community but um yeah. uh, there is a there's a a wonderful league called queen of the ring um where they actually it's a it's a, a woman dominated uh uh league okay you know um and uh, one of our Christian sisters is actually about to—like, she's already killing it over there. Her name is huh. Pristavia, and she's doing an amazing job, you know, representing Christ over there as well. So, yeah, it's growing, man. It's growing.
0: Yeah, it's from an outsider perspective. It does, and I do not like to see some people say this out loud, but it does seem very almost misogynistic or very, like like, if a woman breaks in, she has to kind of represent— kind of the extreme version of what a hypersexualized male wants her to be, like a Cardi B kind of example. It's like, man, I, I just yeah. don't know if this is empowering women as much as it's entertaining man, men, but is is that a is that a simplistic...
1: Some will argue that's along the same lines of almost any male-dominated industry. Yeah, you know? Totally. You know, it's like it's, we want you to be how we want you to be, and if you're not willing to submit to that, then, you know, we're not going to accept you, so it's, you know, you have people who have to go to the extreme in order to be accepted. They feel, yeah. but there there are exceptions to the rule that have shown that you don't need to do that. But yeah. of course, you know, um, things like finances involved and families involved. It's like you know, what yeah. what, what what are you not willing to do?
0: It does seem like wide open space for for the gospel, right? I mean, a Christian woman representing dignity and honor and respect in a way that reflects Absolutely. the Imago Day, right? And isn't gonna cave in to. So but you mentioned I mean your your sis, sister what I forget her name you just mentioned that, that step yeah, into So uh, Yes so
1: Prestavia is Prestavia. Uh, she's uh she's a dope female MC like when I tell you she is amazing hmm. like um she's a wife uh to to a husband has children and um if you even hear her message you know it's it's really about uplifting the queens around her hmm. Now um, she's gotten some slack from the culture because it's like, hey, you're saying you're a Christian, you know, but then you you'll also say, you know, and, and use things like gun bars and stuff like that, and, and use bars with aggression. And to her reply, it's like, So you mean to tell me you're gonna come up here and talk about how you're gonna run run in my house, shoot my kids, <laughs> shoot up my house, and I can't defend myself? <laughs> you know,
0: it's, like, it's
1: like hey, like yes, of yeah. course. Don't think you're gonna come to my house saying you're gonna do all this stuff and think i'm gonna just quote unquote turn the other cheek you have a misrepresentation of what that scripture means yeah. you know what I'm saying like like christians are called to defend themselves so it's like hey like i'm going to portray this part of the body as well and this part of the christian church which is god conquering like like we're, you're not going to sit here and just say what you're going to do in the church what you're going to do to the church and not expect us to retaliate in a sense you know what i'm saying just because of god's people doesn't mean peace doesn't come with the Prospective war as well, so she does a great job of representing that um, in a in a very satirical way and a lot of times, but also in an entertaining way, to so where the culture is able to understand and hear and being.
0: Oh, you yeah. broke up a little bit. Are You there? A lot of
1: times. I'm
0: here.
1: I'm here. Yeah. It's still breaking up. No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. A, a lot of times the culture will basically um, understand where we're coming from and why we're coming from because they have an understanding of us and it's mutual. Like, in the same way, and I talked about this at the Axiom, it's like you never want to judge a culture from the outside. Yeah. When you judge a culture from the outside, you're not going to understand the language. You're not going to understand... the the, the reasonings of why they do the things they do if you don't have a personal relationship. So you have to first, number one, develop relationships, which I say starts with immersion. It's not just, hey, I I went to a battle event and now I understand the culture. They're just a violent people. You went Mm. to one event, you know what I'm saying? Like like you didn't see us praying beforehand. You didn't see us praying for them. You didn't see us afterwards. We're going to having lunches and meals and talking about what it means to be a Christian, talking about what it means to honor ourselves and mm-hmm. honor our wives and and not be out there like, oh, man, y'all finna go to the club after this? It's like, uh, well, what type of club are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we're gonna restrict, withhold from that. Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong to go, you know what I'm saying, throw some ones real quick. It's like, no, actually, like, I, I, I honor our sisters in such a way that I, I don't want to do that. You don't, you don't see that. You just see the, 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 the YouTube click or the YouTube video or the viral. It's like, no, 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 there is a culture here and wherever there's culture, there is people. Wherever there's people, there's opportunity for the gospel. And so no type of people groups should be, getting ostracized from the opportunity of hearing about the love of God. And so what we do is we go into the culture of battle rap, and we just exemplify what it means to be believers in
0: Christ. Hold on, I gotta time stamp that. That's gonna be a good promo. line. <laughs> 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 I almost wanted to repeat that. that, is, that is, I mean, it's contextualizing the gospel, right? I mean, you read in the book of Acts when Paul presents the gospel, Jewish audience, Greco-Roman audience, high caste, low caste, like he 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 understands the culture he's going into and he doesn't change the gospel but he does draw out he does emphasize certain aspects that he knows is going to either resonate with or rebuke or get mm-hmm. inside of his target audience and so that yeah that's for somebody that's just like a um, a white suburban upper middle class person if you just drop them into your ministry context they're not going to have a category for that but um yeah, i i'm curious about that actually do do you get people that kind of misunderstand or judge you or maybe just Christian battle oh, rap absolutely. in general, based on how you guys are reaching this culture, because they don't have any kind of category for the context you're stepping into.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um so the the how I actually got in, so I'll, I'll tell you a little background how I actually got invited to even speak at Axiom. Um uh, one of my close friends, his name is Grant Skeldon, he actually yeah. works for Q now. Yeah. Um really, really solid guy. Um we actually went to school, we met at DBU. Ah. we went to school together and um I invited him one time to come out to a battle I was doing. And so he came, he was like he's like he, he, he got there and, you know, we have all types of stuff happening. We got people smoking weed, yeah. smoking cigarettes, got people cursing. We got – and then battles are happening. And then he's seeing all this, but he's also seeing in between. He's seeing beforehand. We, we circled up before the event started. We prayed for the event. Wow. You know, we, we were literally in the midst of it. And everybody's seeing this. Some people that are battlers are joining us for prayer, you know, having beers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Chopping it up with them, having conversations before and after. Grant left that. He hit me up. He's like, "Hey man, you're a friend of sinners," and I was, like, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I never thought of it like that. like, aren't we all?" He said, "He said I don't think you realize a lot of people who are Christians in the church are not friends with yeah. people that are not." And yeah, I was like, yeah. "Really? <laughs> Why were they reading?
0: <laughs> what, what are we doing here,
1: man?" I'm like, I'm like, "Man, like, like the hospitals for the sick. Like, is that not what we're supposed to be doing?" I'm, I. Now, this isn't a diss. This isn't, this isn't a. oh man, like, kick it up, y'all. It's, it's like, man, if we're the ecclesia called out Mm ones, we have to go out. We can't expect them to show up to our front door. Like, like that, that was the, 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 the irony of the, like, even the concept of 9-11, you know, the, the, the churches were filled because like, oh, snap, we, we are searching for an answer. Yeah. You know, in time of tragedy, we need help. And so they went to the doorsteps. And then, what the, the the common trope was? They they showed up on Sunday and, and 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 didn't show up the next Sunday because they saw that you know there was more like the world than they thought. Mm. It's like it's like man, like what like what? Now, of course, you know, there's definitely uh, some 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 exaggerations about that. No. You know, um, because most churches, I I, I don't think are. I, 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 obviously, I think the majority of churches are not teaching heresy, are not teaching, you know, um, and, and not doing things that are intentionally damaging to the culture um but uh for me it's it's one of those things where yes when somebody says they experienced church hurt the first thing you you have to do is acknowledge that they got hurt you know Um, and and a lot of times we can't look at someone's hurt and say oh well it wasn't my intention or um that really wasn't that bad because hurt is always relative and subjective to the person who received the blow yeah. You know, um, in the same way, if a child were to hit me on the shoulder, you know, um, I'd be like, man, quit playing, you know. But if he was to hit a child with that same force, the other child would start crying. It's like, yeah. "Yo, he hit you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I can't say, yo, that didn't hurt. Like, yeah. I can't say that to that child. It's like, no, that hurt me. So. <laughs> Um, and this isn't this isn't this is this isn't a, con- a conversation of like okay well who is more strong or less strong it's right. really a conversation of acknowledging and affirming somebody in their pain so that we can understand why what and how not to make that happen again yeah. you know because a lot of times we hear the word church hurt and it, and it can be almost discrediting to a lot of people it's like oh well you know everybody has church it's like no 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 yeah let's listen to why they have their hurt. And then see if there's anything we can do to adjust the impact yeah. and the um, the actual aspect of the blow. Because a lot of times you can be hurt, you know, but also understand that, man, maybe it wasn't you that hurt me directly, but it was something within my own past that, like, maybe I already had a bruise and yeah. you just touched it. And it's like, wait, man, that hurt. It's like, wait, wait. I didn't even realize I touched you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was just, I was actually just embracing you and giving you a hug. I didn't know you had a former bruise there, you know? And so because of that, what I'm seeing within the battle rap community is they're actually embracing us in a way that's like, man, I've experienced church my whole life. I grew up in church, but I never got to experience what y'all are offering.
0: Wow. You know,
1: Um, and I've never got to see church done in a way that they actually meet us where we're at. Wow. You know, you know, and, and, and for them to say like, oh, man, hey, we're about to go have a beer, man. I know you can't go do this. I'm like, I have a beer yeah. with you guys. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong yeah. with the beer. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not going to go out there and get drunk, yeah. you know, but but yeah, let's I, I'll meet you where you're at, man. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some there's a limit to what you're like, you're going to say that I'll, I'll, I'm going to say yes and no to. But right. but bro, like understand, man, like this isn't about the restrictions of Christianity. This is about the liberty of Christianity and understanding that within liberty, there are boundaries, you know, and those boundaries are there for love and protection and understanding that God actually cares about us and our well-being. So yes, there are things that I will restrain from because my well-being is cared for and who is the care of me, but also understand like I'm about liberty. I'm about expressing the freedom I have in Christ, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's it's definitely one of the things where it's it's been a joy to see the reaction of, you know, what it means to be in and not yeah. of a culture.
0: Do you have do you have kind of top three or four beautiful gospel moments in your battle rap ministry that you can maybe pick one or two and describe? Or?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say one. Um, one of one of the ones. So my very first battle I went to. Um, there was a guy named Leo, um, and there's some battles of him, you know, up to, up to this day, uh, Leo, the lion Leo versus this kind of L I O. Um, and, uh, when I first did my first battle, um, he was outside, you know, chilling with some guys smoking stuff like that. And they were like, Oh yeah, what's up, man? What you, what you got going? I was like, man, I got, I got a battle. He was like, Oh, you battling? You know, and I'm in here with the backpack, you know, chilling, got my glasses on, you know, and they're like, it was like, what's your name? I said, street hymns. He said, street hymns? I, I was like, yeah, he's like, street hymns. He's like, are you a Christian rapper? I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian rapper, man. They were like, they started laughing. You know, Leo's laughing. He's like, he's like he literally, he responds, He said, man, I believe in God, but man, I ain't with all that Christian stuff, huh. you know, oh. and that was his response, um. You know, fast forward a little bit. You know, um, me and Leo develop a really, really close relationship after that battle, and uh, you know, to the point where whenever he has a battle, he's calling me, let me hear his bars. I'm calling him, letting him hear my bars. Like, hey man, you gotta hear what I got for this next guy. You gotta, you know. And we develop a camaraderie. Hmm. You know, um, to where I invite him to church. He shows up. You know, um, we, we we start we start hanging out more often i um, getting meals together, talking about future plans, future things in the battle rap world. And then through that, you know, just developing a camaraderie and a friendship. He also got to be exposed to my life, you know, seeing what I do in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. At the time, I literally moved to the hood, um, which is called uh, which was uh, in South Dallas, uh, South South Oak Cliff, um, which was like one of the most impoverished and uh, non-educated aspects and realms of dallas Mm -hmm. i moved there intentionally for the purpose of mentoring and discipling the youth there and so when he was seeing that he's like he's like he's like yo like why did you why'd you go and do that i said bro because i care about my community and i want to love like christ you know and i remember a time i was on snapchat and he was like yo i just want to tell you bro like after seeing what you did i actually rejoined my church and now I'm um, actually seeking to be one of the youth direct, like youth leaders there, wow. and teaching them and teaching the, the young men. He rejoined his uh, his men's group in his church as well, and um, just to like he literally was like proclaiming Christ again. Wow. You know, he went, he went from not proclaiming Christ to proclaiming Christ. Um, so um, uh, crazy ending, you know, um, basically. Uh, I was going to attend one of his battles he had. He had a battle on Saturday. It was the Friday uh, where I found out uh, that Friday uh, Friday morning um, he passed away in his sleep. And so uh, when he never got, of course, he never got to do the battle. I never got to actually hear his bars either. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, but it was interesting. When we went to the funeral, you know, uh, hearing how his church community talked about him, it was one thing of... For a while, he was gone, Mm. but he became our prodigal son. Like, he he, he strayed, he came back, and he was actively back involved in the church, actively back involved with the choir, the praise team, and then to help him out with the youth. Now, I'm not saying that it was a moment where I said, Hey, Leo, do you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Hey, do you want to. But to know that I was at least a catalyst or involved in the message of him understanding and seeing the gospel in a way that he probably wasn't familiar with or was familiar with, but wanted to go back to his first love, had an internal struggle, was humbling and beautiful to know that I was a part of a gospel opportunity within the battle rap culture directly. You know, um, And I only shared that story because um, I know Leo was proud of that story. There are also other times that, that things happen, but we never want to make it to be like yo we're doing this for the purpose of compiling up stories and saying hey i remember when you prayed to me when you were thinking about ending your life or hey remember when you prayed to me when you needed some money and we it's like it's like no we don't want to make that the thing we don't want to highlight the good that we do because we never want them to feel like they're projects we don't want them to feel like yeah. like like hey hey you know here's the little bald african child i'm taking a picture with in order to get some likes on facebook yeah. no 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 we're not doing that we're, we're literally there for the purpose of love and when you love something so much you don't keep track of time and you don't take pictures yeah. it's just you're, you're you're so involved in the moment and so like there are stories that i could share endlessly hmm. and uh but but I'd rather I'd like it's it's one of those things where yeah. like it's it's more so for the moment, you know, and I I enjoy it in the moment. But I I honor Leo so much, and mm-hmm. I I admonish him as a brother so much that I love getting the opportunity to tell his story specifically.
0: Well, it sounds like the the, the gospel. I'm sorry, I'm hearing an echo on mine. I don't know if you can hear that, but um, it, it's so highly relational given the the culture, the nature of what you do, the. The real like intimacy you have with other people. I mean, I like the video I saw and others. Like you, I mean, you're physically all up in each other's business. There's people standing right there, like you. It's it's just such a highly relational. It seems like way of presenting the gospel. You're not on some stage speaking to somebody who's receiving whatever, and you may never see them. Although obviously the social media influence and stuff, I'm sure there's impact far beyond what you even recognize. But yeah, that's gosh. If, if you're not a friend of sinners, you know, following the way Jesus went about things, I don't think you're you're probably not going to be very effective as a Christian witness in your area. Um,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and 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 I even say, you know, it's it's harder to understand the mission only looking at what's done on the stage. Hmm. You know, and that's that's uh, Grant actually wrote a book you know, to two millennials
0: yeah.
1: um, and about millennials. And he actually mentioned me in the book. Um, but but it was because he understood of what what was going on outside, mm-hmm. you know, of, of what just I do in the battle rap realm. It's really just based on and in my heart for the community. Like I'm able to portray lyricism, entertainment, because yeah. um, it's for the crowd, it's for the audience and the now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like in the same way, if somebody's hungry, you know, you, before we start talking about the love of God, feed them. Yeah. What do they want? What do they need? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. they need to be entertained. They, 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 they want camaraderie. They want community. Cool. Yeah. And then from there, now you ha- I have your ear and I have your heart. You know, so your heart softened up to the message and you you understand. And it starts yeah. with relationships. And you, the thing is, we have to engage people the way they need to be engaged with and the way that in the context they can understand Jesus didn't go there um, talking about the kingdom um, in a way that farmers wouldn't understand. He used what? The parables of seeds. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, you
1: may not understand the parable, but you get the concept of what a seed does and knowing where and how to sow a seed, you know, things that they could directly relate to in the material so they could get the metaphysical and the spiritual. So in the same way, that's what we do in in the culture. So. Yes, there's moments where we're all in each other's stuff. We're like, you know, face to face. It's like, it's like, you know, we we got the whole persona going. You know, the aggression, the passion. But all that is for the audience, for the battler, for ourselves. The real work is being done behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. Your, uh, your camera, you keep sinking. I don't know if it looks like you're in quicksand or something. <laughs> you're slowly yeah, getting low. Yeah, low. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like... <laughs> I was like, don't disappear, Street. Um, so you mentioned at the very beginning that you, that you have a theological degree. You have uh, a deep personal interest in theology, philosophy, ethics. Can you tell us just a bit about your intellectual journey? And, and like, were you raised as a Christian? What kind of... Are you part of a denomination? Or what's your... Uh, what are you reading these days?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um... I read a lot of anime. Uh, well, I read a lot of manga, I, and I watch a lot of anime. I don't
0: even um, know what that is. I, I mean, I, I kind of vaguely know what anime is, but... Yeah, anime... And so and manga
1: is the, the booklet version of anime, okay. um, and uh, anime is basically... Uh, the animation aspect of a Japanese animation, so yeah. okay. most more commonly ones like Naruto, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z, things like that, um, and of course, like to ask a question about theology, and then we respond with anime. It's like, what in the world are you talking about? Um, but it's in the same way people who enjoy, uh, like, I don't, I don't just watch movies. Like, I, I really look at movies, and because art is the expression of the philosophers of today. I feel like artists are the philosophers of today. Addressing things, like, it is taboo to talk about LGBTQ community in a neutral or negative way. Mm -hmm. Yet, here you have someone like Dave Chappelle being able to do so in an entertaining way and also tackling things It's like, should we be thinking like this? Or have we ever thought about this? Yeah. You know, and it's and it's like, wow, like, man, Dave, like you made us laugh about something that we all are scared to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Who is able to do these things? The artists, the entertainers. Yeah. You know, because art has no bounds, you know, so 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 when you look at what you listen to the what's being put on the television screens, what's being put into music. This is where I kind of have the mindset of, all right, bet I get to see how you're viewing the world in a way that. The world might even say that's a little too far, but you're doing it in an abstract way. I'm getting what you're talking about, the underlying thing. So like a lot of times, even things I say, I'm a very abstract person. So I I appreciate abstract art in the form of the physical, you know, things like Jackson Pollock, even abstract art to the sense of the lyrical. I'm having multiple layers behind one thing that was said, entendres, you know. Um, So uh, uh, my intellectual journey, um, I definitely was raised Christian. Uh, My my, my mother and father are both believers, uh, raised in a Christian home. Um, I was a cubby, (laughs) you know, (laughs) uh, went to Awana, you know, the VBS, um, was in the praise team at a young age. I went to... Uh, Christian sports camp uh, directly went from the Christian sports camp called Kids Across America. I did that for 10 years. And then I went and taught at that same camp for seven summers. I worked in the youth ministry before that as well. Um, And I did that because I saw my father do it as well. You know, and so the uh, the beginning stages of Christian hip hop, actually, um, I was there as a child being able to see it. And so a lot of the um, forefathers of Christian hip hop are my direct and uh, 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 are my direct role models. Um, They were literally, before fame was even associated to the art form or fame was even associated to the musicality of Christian hip hop, they were on the streets. They were literally Mm. going to church by church but also street by street corners, putting the stereo up in there, playing basketball and then afterwards freestyling, Mm. having people come up, you're not really freestyling. You say I'm not freestyling, but I'm representing Christ. I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like people are like, yo, like these guys is kind of cool. Like, what's this message you were talking about? You're not talking about drugs and selling drugs, and you know what I'm saying? Hitting down shawties, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you, you have a different message of what you're doing. And so I'm, I grew up seeing that. And then after they go do the shows, do the concerts, they're back home debating um, Calvinism and Arminianism. They're yeah. back home debating. Um, uh, the, the 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 concept of the hypostatic union breaking down these these topics and things i'm like i'm seeing this every day of my life mm. you know and so and so like that was my upbringing you know seeing intellectuals chop down theology seeing intellectuals uh and black men at that you know mm. black intellectuals talk about theology in a way that's like man like i don't know have no idea what they're talking about mm. but as a child just to see it see them get passionate and kind of get the aggression of like man how could you da, 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 da. did yeah. you not read did you you know and, and then they have all this and I'm like I'm like what are they talking about but they but they're passionate about it and so that passion just was passed down to me mm-hmm. you know and so like when it came to theology like my first thing was like I want to go to Bible college because mm-hmm. my role models went to Bible College first thing I did I went to Bible College I double majored in um uh, uh, biblical studies and vocal performance because I also love choir mm-hmm. I was in choir from uh, Uh, junior high up until uh, my freshman year in college Um, and then I went to a school called at the time Philadelphia Biblical University um, in Langhorne, Pennsylvania and then uh, I transferred from there to a community college from the community college to DBU and that's where I graduated Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so the intellectual journey is that of just a uh, skeptic, you know, my skepticism okay. has actually brought me closer to Christ
0: Yeah.
1: and uh, through my skepticism, just understanding what apologetics was because the original Christian, Christian rappers, you know, um, cross movement, that's the name of the group. Um, and, uh, one of the lead guys there, his name was ambassador. These were the original battle rappers, you know, as Christian battle rappers, cause they literally were talking and sounding like the culture, But they were doing so in a way in representing Christ. You know, um, uh, one of the one of my favorite works is by ambassadors called Christology in layman's terms. Mm. Um, And it's just a beautiful piece of work. You know, um, uh, you see his mindset as a person who has a master's in theology, be able to be broken down in a lyrical way. Um, it's, called, it's called lyrical theology, as as, as Shia Lin, another Christian rapper, uh, noted it to be um, be put in such a way that, like, this is literally what I'm listening to as I'm walking down the high, uh, the hallways in high school. So,
0: um,
1: my intellectual journey is that of somebody who has been able to see Black Christian men highlight uh, uh, theology, um, hip hop, and also fatherhood in such yeah. a in such an amazing way. Do you, have, do you have any life.
0: favorite uh, like intellectual slash creative heroes, role models, people that you have have kind of shaped your life or patterned your life after? Or is it a whole oh, array yeah. of different?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, one of my favorite, uh, Lupe Fiasco. Um, he was he's a he's a secular artist, Muslim okay. um, rapper, uh, and uh, he was the first person I saw as a nerd within the hip-hop culture. I'm a very nerdy person, so like, him wearing glasses, him talking about anime, talking about Street Fighter within his raps, I'm like, yo, who's doing this? Like, I've never seen this before. Like, he's comfortable in who he is. And so, like, hearing him do triple entendres and quadruple entendres, I'm like, yo, this is different. And so, like, One of the things I do within hip hop now, I actually try to exemplify like what I've learned through Lupe and just studying him and his art form. Um, So I've done quadruple entendres while in battles. I've done quintuple entendres, and one time I did a sextuple entendre, you know, while in the battle rap. Can you explain uh, what that is?
0: Can you explain what that is? like a double entendre, quadruple entendre?
1: Yeah, so double entendres are more uh, more more common because, uh, and that's just not to downplay; they're easier. You know, um, but the double entendre is um, basically saying one thing that means two things. Ah. You know, um, so uh, think of an example. Uh, uh, okay, um, you uh, like right now? I'm not wearing a hat, if, but if I said I was wearing a hat, that was all cap. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, bet. You know, like you're wearing a hat, but me saying I'm wearing a hat, that's all cap. You know, it was like, oh, it's all cap. It's not truth, and it's all cap. It's like, okay, bet. It's not a cap. You know, so like, yeah, that's like a double entendre. So you can have a
0: quadruple or even, you said six six different meanings in one word. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So a way to make that a triple is like, if I typed it out, and I um, left the shift key on, I could say, oh, well, what I just said was actually in all caps you know what i'm saying so now it's right. all caps you yeah. know what i'm saying so it's <laughs> like it's like you keep layering it so one thing i said meant six different things huh. you know um and that's a bad example but you know you get the concept. no, no
0: yeah yeah but, yeah so it it it, yes. it invites p- the listener slash reader i guess more listener watcher to really think deeply right i mean cuz you really right. get it you got to sit there and ponder that like well did he just wait what like
1: you're yeah, you're inviting yeah, people yeah.
0: into the the art art form
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, and, and 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 I'm out of all of the people in my teammate, i'm I'm literally the least known, and people say because they don't understand me. you know, um, right. so i've I've done a better job of like putting things in layman's terms, but because I love intellectuals and right. I love being able to exemplify lyricism in a way that's never been said before. Okay. I love pushing the envelope. I take risks a lot, you know, within battle rap. Um, and so like people who get it and people who love to search, all oh, they love what I do. Yeah. Other people are just like, I have no idea what he's talking about. And they're just, you know, it's like, just like, <laughs> like you know, we don't hit any nerd bars. We don't want to hear about how you are a virgin in battle rap. Like, like, yo, man, leave. What are you doing? You know? Um, so, uh, it's, it's definitely something where, you know, um, seeing people like Lupe Fiasco do that, just like, it's beautiful. Um, Tony Evans, um, uh, hmm. uh, definitely another intellectual, that uh storytelling ability is just uh just beautiful you know um uh c.s lewis mm-hmm. uh his, his his way to create worlds in an abstract way and uh exemplify what it means to uh be christian and yet be loved by the world in your art,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like mm-hmm. Like, nobody ever says, oh, I don't like Chronicles of Nardia. Like, right. everybody loves Chronicles of Nardia. But, like, you also understand, oh, yeah, it was Christian work, you know? And it's, it's like, man, like, he created an entire world and reality that is not essentially Christian, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like he has talking animals and, you know, like, but, like, he pushes the f- aspect of what is faith and what is the imagination, Yeah. you know? And then you see his, 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 his other works, like Mere Christianity or the Screwtape Letters. It's like, man, you get in now the, the more in-depth theological perspectives of things that he's talking about. Um, Dr. Seuss, another, um, role model of mine, you know, um, mm. uh, somebody who tells you that if your child, if your children's book cannot be enjoyed by an adult, you didn't write a great children's book. Mm. You know, um, how, how are we reaching the next generation? Um, that's in the next generation and sowing, sowing seeds into the next generation is really, really big to me. Um, so like I can sell as I want, but, um, If I'm not able to translate to the audience in front of me, then I'm doing a bad job. Um, And and so for me, being that I I, I desire to, you know, raise up and and train the next generation, um, people like Dr. Seuss, you know, saying things that he said and how he said it definitely were very impactful, you know, um, in in like my understanding of the world. And, you know, my list of uh, uh, people who inspire me is, is it goes on and on um but yeah it, it, it sounds george like washington i mean carver who
0: who's that george washington carver george washington carver
1: yeah another one is uh yeah he's like he's like a role model why, like, why uh, him the, oh man literally uh i mean
0: he seems pretty genius. i don't know, i don't know genius literally but incredibly oh, yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah. and yeah
1: so if, if 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 it's funny if you if you look at his uh his his his, his quotes aside from the peanut and the sweet potato, which people know him for, yeah. you know, the, the, the father of the peanut, um, which he has over 300 inventions that he did through that.
0: Wow.
1: He patented zero of them. Huh. His mindset was, I don't see how I can charge you for something that is God's creation. Wow. And so of course other people have now patented these things and, and taken what he's done and, 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 Typically, you you think, oh, we need a lawsuit. It's like, no, 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 no. His, his, his perspective is, I gave to the world. Wow. We needed more. I saw a need, and I fulfilled the need. And he tells you in some quotes, like, man, if you want to see the beauty of God, just go outside. Huh. You know? Look around you. Look at the wind. Look at the breeze. Look at the trees. And he, 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 he spoke in a way that was reminiscent of the Messiah. You know, um, uh, I heard uh, one of my... Uh, favorite disciples, his name is, uh, uh, we call him soup, um, (laughs) soup Campbell. And, um, one of the things he talks about is the perspective of if you ask anybody in the Western world, you know, it's like, uh, uh, and this is not, this is not, you know, um, a diss. It's like, okay, but if I asked you, uh, describe God in three words.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I'm like me asking you like, describe God in three words.
0: Uh, Powerful, loving, uh, uh, in charge, sovereign. Yeah,
1: exactly. Powerful in charge, all things that are true. Yeah. If well, you go to
0: the Eastern world
1: or the, like places like Africa, they use material. Like we use in the Western world, metaphysical concepts, Yeah, yeah. things that have to be thought up here. Yeah. They use rock, huh. water, you know, river. You know um, which is very biblical sun. right
0: there's so much material imagery used to describe God
1: to even to even to even mention God's scripture as a Hebrew boy you'd have to have some honey and taste it so you understand that God's word is sweet yeah huh you know and and these 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 material concepts to understand God in the material and then translate that to the metaphysical and the spiritual was always something that God was doing because to understand him is whole, holistic, like our mind, body, and spirit. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There's a physical attribute mm-hmm. to that, to where one of the most beautiful concepts we can even partake in when dealing with the Christ is what? Yeah. Communion. Yeah. Which involves what? The physical attributes of yeah. okay, bet I'm consuming the goodness and the sacrifice. Huh. Before we consume the sacrifice in Passover, now we're consuming the sacrifice in communion, in remembrance yeah. of Him. Well, that's, that's, know, that's why so East,
0: Eastern, uh, from what I hear, um, Eastern Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, or just Eastern Christian gatherings engage I, I, all five senses.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, where where you're you kind go. of low
0: church western is like your intellect and and you know, if it's more of a charismatic, your your emotions or whatever, but like mm-hmm. your sense of smell isn't engaged. We don't have a category. Like I went to church and my sense of smell wasn't engaged. And for us, it's not even we don't even raise that question. I think if an Eastern person came to our gatherings and said, you know, I didn't touch I didn't touch or smell anything. Like what my physical I, I feel like incense? I'm unfilled, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And 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 Um, And and it's crazy because uh, I actually went to this retreat and we talked about um, the Christian, how Christianity shaped that, how Africa shaped the Christian mind. You know, it was a book written by a guy named Thomas C. Oden. We had a family called the Amasins host us, Roberta. (laughs) Yeah. Roberta
0: Howard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a good friend of mine, man. I'm actually supposed to do a review for her tonight. We actually did a podcast as well. But. But yeah, so, so they hosted us, and we basically just talked about how shake the And she was like, "Man, I was in Africa, and before we even uh, did a exorcism that they were doing, which happens quite often in Africa, they lit sage and they walked around the building. Now, mind you, the lighting of sage in America, in the Christian world, is like, hey, don't light sage because you know that's that's a little too spiritual. But you know, it's a, it's a neo neo spiritual or or, or <laughs> like in, in, in ways, it's like, hey." Don't cross the lines, you know. But but what would it mean to see somebody in a church pour oil on someone's head? Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. and
1: and 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 make a cross on somebody's forehead, or 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 do things like for you to receive gifts, we're laying hands on you. You know, it's like you don't see these things because it's like you don't want to cross the line of being too spiritual and and, and too metaphysical to where it's like, hey, don't, don't do, you don't want to go pagan. But when we actually have the guidelines of what that means, you know, Leviticus is all about making sure you're Mm -hmm. not involved in these pagan rituals and how not to be involved in these pagan rituals and the separation from, hey, you're coming out of Egypt. I understand you learn these things over here, but we got some reteaching to do. Mm -hmm. We got to train you and let you know, hey, this we're not going to do this. And this is what we're going to partake in mm-hmm. because we serve the most high God. We don't serve these other deities yeah. that they worship. And so um, it's, it's 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 one thing I feel like uh, the church possibly will start to, especially in the Western world, will either will either continue to ignore or at least say, man, maybe we need to expand our thought and don't just view this as a Western religion. Yeah. We have to look at the roots. Where did it start? Where did it begin? And what are things that we are possibly overlooking within the scriptures themselves? You know, um, so, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I think that that's something that uh, it, it's beautiful because uh, when I talk about like going back to the root of this is George Washington Carver. Yeah. Somebody who uh, literally is a, is, a, is a great example of what it means to be somebody who captures the material and then translates it to spiritual. He spoke a lot like Jesus. And I just love that about mm. him. If you actually like look at his quotes and read his read his readings, writings and stuff. So
0: it sounds like, so I originally asked you about your intellectual journey for If I can make an observation for you, the, your intellectual and creativity journey are just, they're one and the same. Like, I, you know, <laughs> most people when asked your intellectual journey, they're like, well, they, they might, you know, they might actually start with e. C.S. Lewis and N.T. Wright or, You know, I don't know their favorite kind of uh, systematic theologian or whatever, and it's very much cognitive. And then I would also have to ask, tell me about your creative journey. And then they might, you know, for you, I ask you an intellectual question, you answered with mostly creativity because it sounds like for you that that's that's create good creativity is intellectual, and you can't separate these two. Is that I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's is that? Oh,
1: bro! In the beginning. (laughs) <laughs> God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. In creation, you know, he has a thought and through his thought he creates. Yeah. You know, and so like there they that that and we are what the image of the creator, yeah. the image of God. And yeah. being in his image, what are we to do? Create. Yeah. You know, and and so like I went to a I went to a, a Axiom retreat um led by Q and uh, I was talking to one of the, the 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 older men there. He was just, you know, he's like, yo, you know, I, I really respect you, creatives. I was like, us <laughs> what? He was like, creatives. I I, I, I said I said I said I sir, what do you do? He's like, oh, you know, I just, uh, you know, and you no, know, he's, he's downplaying it. You know, definitely multi-million dollar company. He's, yeah. he's helping run. He's like, oh, you know, I I hire people, you know, and um and uh, basically. You know, incorporate systems for people to uh, strive in, and, and, and it's like I said, oh, you create systems. Huh. I said you're a creative, sir. Yeah. He was like, he was like, it's like, I'm a creative. I, yeah. I said, yes. I said, we 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 think of the word creative and then make it artistic. Yeah. Yet, being a creative is somebody who creates. Yeah. We all desire to be like our daddy. Yeah. We all want to create, but we have to redefine. And reignite what it means to be a creative.
0: Yeah.
1: Because once we all understand that we're all creating together, we are able to be the body.
0: Yeah.
1: And you don't view somebody else's creation and say, "Oh, well, you didn't make an album. You didn't make an art piece." It's like, no, you created an entire system, an organization, a company. Yeah. You created opportunities.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, you created a, a cake. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. It's, it's, it's. We have to redefine what it means to create. And mm. so, when when I think about Intellect and like the expression of what I believe, it's through my creation. Yeah, and I think that's for everyone, you know. Because they, because to me, yes, the great observation—they are one and the same. You
0: we know, need, like, we, like, yeah, we need more of that, man, in 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 mainstream evangelicals. I, as a writer, I feel like in the last maybe ten, ten years or so, like like ten years ago, I probably would have said like, yeah, I'm not a creator, I'm an intellect. I write religious nonfiction, not creative books, but then early on i just i got I just fell in love with the creativity of language and equally fell disenchanted with non imaginative nonfiction so i so even now, like I'll read a book, and I might agree with many of the concepts they might actually present factual information, but if it's not creative, even in the the language they use, if they're not working to use certain verbs that draw out the meaning of what they're trying to say in a creative, powerful, impactful way. If they're just using lazy, predictable metaphors and not, not using a thesaurus, like just not, not trying to, cause you could say the same thing 50 different ways, but there's that one verb, um, or don't add too many adverbs. Cause that's going to water down the, get, get a good creative verb. That's 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 different, but not too different. You don't want to you don't want to draw too much attention to the verb; it'll distract away from your point. But don't don't be lazy. Don't don't mm-hmm. don't use a lazy metaphor that you know. And I've, I I say this as a goal I'm trying to aspire to, not something I naturally do. But you know, people ask me. I'll I'll, I've re- I'll read I'll read a, I'll read a book, and it's I might agree with a lot of stuff, and they'll say, "How was that book?" I'm like, "That's eh, okay." I'm like, "Well, it wasn't it good." I'm like, "Well, it wasn't very." I agree. Yeah, I was good. It, information was accurate and everything, but it just. Didn't engage Execution. the rest of my, my being, you know, in a way that I think it, it could have. Battle
1: rap is literally the same way. Yeah. It's, it's literally the same way. It's, it's like there are people who say, yeah, you, 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 you said, hey, I'm a great MC,' but you didn't say it in a way that was like, huh. man, I've never heard somebody say it like that. Yeah. You know, and it's not the fact you gave any new information. Right. It's not about new information. It's, hey, within the context and the culture of today, what does it mean to be a great MC? And then when you're able to say that in a way that translates beyond just, hey, um, I said it, but I said it in a way that had alliteration, similes, metaphors, um, nostalgia. You know, you brought back a memory. You brought back something. that man, I remember having that moment of this person saying this. And when you compared yourself to that person and then also correlated that to where I was in my life when I heard this and it brought me back to that moment, that's all something that is It it shows you that you care about what you wrote so much Mm -hmm. and you put your heart in it. And I feel like a lot of what is being created right now is being created for the purpose of just to be seen and just to be admonished rather than passion, heart and everything that you have in your being being put into it. And that takes time and it takes biggest word vulnerability, you know. um, And so uh, uh, a lot of people are not being vulnerable. Yeah, You know, and, 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 and I feel like uh, the the dope works from the church that I'm seeing today aren't coming from the intellectuals. It's coming from the people who don't have degrees, mm-hmm. don't have PhDs, these pastors that are literally just translating and, 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 and reaching Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Because they're just like, yo, I'm going to say something that you probably never heard in church before. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you. I'm not listening. I don't wake up like I. Li- I wake up listening to sermons. Like that's 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 something I do on a, on a regular. You know what I'm saying? Like I I just I enjoy being stimulated mentally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it translates spiritually, and and and, and it, it, it helps me and gets my day started. You know what I'm saying? Hearing someone address the word and talk about the word. But like I'm not listening to those guys. But I understand why this next generation is is tuning into them, because like we as a church have put a lot of emphasis on teaching. But it's only one pillar we're supposed to of, of the ministry. It's like fellowship, community, you know, discipleship, um, serving, worship, mm-hmm. and we. It's like, hey, but when you go to when you go to a new church, what's the first thing? It's like, oh, I got to make sure the teaching is good. <laughs> it's like, okay, you can get teaching anywhere.
0: Yeah. Not, not not to
1: diss, but you can literally wake up in the morning. Yeah. And I can be in your service, and then tune into another service at that same exact moment. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening? when the, the church doors are closing, are you then therefore going out and having a meal with the same people you just enjoyed the word with? Yeah. Are you being discipled by somebody in that community that's telling you, hey, this is what it means to do life on life? Are you then also there and going and serving the community so that they're able to know who y'all are and say, hey, how can we fulfill a need that is lacking within this community of people? You know, but we, but we, but we make something so... Uh, about the psyche and, and what it means to learn more and gain more. And, and it's like, yo, like, not. we're going to lose out on ministry if we make this about teaching. Because what happens is when you see someone has a lack of teaching, mm-hmm. instead of saying, hey, I want to fulfill the need that you have immediately. It's like, no, no, no. I got to give you information. You need mm-hmm. information. It's like, oh, snap. You believe this? You need information. So you debate for hours on Facebook mm-hmm. yeah. rather than, I wonder why you believe that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: truly believe that? Man, I want to hang out with you and find out more about your life to understand the root of this. Yeah. Because this is bigger than just the we 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 came up in the age of information. Yeah. We all have it. Now yeah. we have to apply the information we have because me saying something, you had you've you've heard my rebuttal already. Yeah. But if you actually hear the heart one of the things that was so crazy about this last year when the racial tensions were happening, um, it was interesting that before even like things like George Floyd happened, you know, um, there was, uh, I believe it was Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah. What was interesting about that was I saw the white community say, yo, I've seen a lot of things happen, but this is blatantly wrong. Now. This isn't to say that things before weren't blatantly wrong, but why did that one hit home? Hmm. Because Ahmaud Arbor was doing what? Running. Mm-hmm. What community is known for just getting up and then running or in the community?
0: Yeah.
1: The white community. That's something that y'all can relate to. It's like, man, I've gone on morning runs. Yeah. I've never had to threaten or feel threatened for my life, yeah. ever. And so you were able to empathize on a level that's like, wait, all he did was run? Yeah. And so that led and sparked something like, man, I could never imagine the feeling of being afraid on a run. Yeah. We don't have the luxury when you grow up in the hood to just feel like, oh, I'm about to go outside and run. Because you you don't know what the dangers are lurking. So like. there's a lack of empathy, but you you're able to empathize when there is relation and, 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 and you can say, man, I've actually seen this. And so information is something that we have an overload of. We need relationships and empathy. We need to be able to say, aside from me, just saying this and giving you more of this and no, 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 let me go to your, let me have lunch with you let me have dinner with your family in the context, you know, not hey, come over here where it's safe, and then we'll have. No, 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 let me go meet you where you're at. Yeah, let's 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 actually and in, in immerse each other. Like immersion is so big to me because immersion leads to relationship. Relationships lead to hearts, and hearts lead to the gospel. You know what I'm saying? And so I I feel like rather than more information, we need more relationships. We need more empathy. We need more immersion.
0: Yeah, man, that's so good. And I. I've been learning that as I've thought through and tried to absorb the racial conversation. I have lots of conversations on the podcast about that. That's probably the the number one thing that stood out to me is that over and over, a lot of people are saying exactly what you're saying that, especially generally speaking to white community, including myself is very information data driven. Um, And uh, the people of color I've talked to on the podcast in particular, uh, Tyler Burns is the first one to point this out that like, in the black community, it's, it's, we, we don't lead with the data, the information we lead with the relationship, the emotion, how this event, rather than saying, what are the facts surrounding this event? And again, I've been guilty of kind of leading with that. Um, We asked the question, well, how did that feel? Have I listened to the story? What's the symbolic power of this visual, regardless of who's guilty, who did what, who did something wrong. And even with the Ahmaud Arbery case, another factor, I think, I think you'll agree is the fact that it wasn't a cop because, you know, it's two rednecks in a pickup truck and the white community, if they see a, cop uh, and a, a, a black person and a cop, their, their just assumption is, well, he's a criminal, something did wrong. And they could still maybe get to a point of empathizing. Well, maybe the cop went too far, whatever, but it's still within this framework of he's a criminal, cops are good guys. This is probably a bad guy because he's a cop, right? Yeah. <laughs> and in the black community, I'm going to guess it's probably, <laughs> that might not be the leading assumption. <laughs> yeah. If he's a yeah. cop, he's, you know, obviously the, the good guy and the guy's the bad guy.
1: Um, yeah and and, and and it's it's interesting man like I didn't have a disdain for cops i I, I, I never did growing up yeah. i just understood my dad had to talk with me yeah it's like hey I'd rather you come home than you be right so just mm. listen and do what they say comply you know what i'm saying so i never had i never had a a, a direct anger towards cops it wasn't until I actually moved to the hood hmm. that I actually felt a little bit i'm like man i didn't i I'm there for doing ministry
0: wow.
1: and for me to be literally after working there, waking up in the morning and working from 11 to 2 and then clocking back in at 4 to 7, then going to drive Lyft so I can have enough money because I'm not getting paid much by the ministry and then get back home at 10 o'clock and just want to be outside and just, you know, saying watch battle rap videos in my, in, my, in, my, in my own comfort. They're like, hey, I'm getting a, a knock on my window you know, with the flashlight of a guy saying, hey, go inside because it's curfew. You know, mm. our, our community had a curfew. and I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm just I'm, I just got here. You know what I'm saying? He's like, well, either you go inside. He's like he had his hand on his gun. Oh my
0: I'm gosh. like,
1: yo, what are you like? You know, what I'm saying same people that will as a tow company comes in, they're walking around with these big guns and saying, hey, you know, we'll help you tow the community. And I'm like, man, like, man, like, like literally all because I backed in. You know, I, I got to get towed, and, and you're gonna help him do that rather than hey, you know, you can come. Like, it wasn't any desire to be relational; it was just like fear, like it was yeah. it was instituted. As a, and so, like, I I I of course I'm not, I don't view all cops this way. I don't, I don't view all people this way. But like um, in the same way, I like I, I if you don't know somebody, you don't just give them your wallet and say hey, you know, I, I trust you. It's like I don't have a trust for somebody I don't know. Yeah. And so like because I don't I don't know any like I don't. I I, I treat cops like I treat people, you know, I will love you. I will respect you, but I don't trust you. You know, I don't think like, I I never think respect should be earned. You know, that's not something that I was taught growing up, you know, it's like, Oh, you got to earn my respect. No, no, no. Everyone deserves your respect. Trust is something that I was told should be earned, you know? And so like, I, I respect all people, but I don't trust all people. And so like, I, I get why there is a disdain from the black community with things like law enforcement that work in the hoods that they never grew up in because mm. there is a lack of empathy and relationship. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it really comes down to just, you know, being able to get to a place where it's like, man, am I willing to immerse myself in a culture? If not, it's not a bad thing. Maybe it's not the culture you're called to go to. But then do not, therefore, place your ideologies on that culture when you do not understand it. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Don't dare, therefore, say, well, y'all should be doing this. It's like, would I, would you let me walk into your household and say you should be parenting your children this way? No, you wouldn't. Why? Because, like, no, 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 you don't understand what I'm doing. You don't understand what I'm doing after this, before this, during this, when I'm waking up, making sure. It's like, no. In the same way, you're talking about somebody else's household, their culture. They've built this. And you're now saying what they should and shouldn't do based on what your experience was? How about you go empathize before you go and you know judge? That's so good.
0: yeah, thank you for that, man. I yeah, that's that's. Uh, if I can speak on behalf of at least some in white evangelicalism, we're we're slowly, I think, I think we're starting to see that um, that and, and, it, it, and it's not that data and information isn't important. I don't think, but it's that that is that where's your first go to and and are you are you leading with empathy, listening, relation? And this is something I've learned. I've tried to learn by listening to the LGBT community you know coming at it with a conservative Absolutely. christian background or whatever but man when i started listening that's when my whole paradigm was just undone cuz i'm like gosh we let's just set aside oh, yeah, the theological yeah. argument just for just for the time being and just absorb the story and sit in somebody's shoes for a little bit and not even ask the question, is this right? Is this wrong? Because this is a person. <laughs> this is somebody created in God's <sighs> image. This is a story. And and you brought up a point earlier that like everybody's journey and how they deal with hardship, it looks different, you know? And, and sometimes... You know, going back, you know, you, you gave the illustration of, you know, you give someone a hug and maybe they freak out and what are you trying to do to me? You know, it's like, well, what's their, maybe they were abused by their father. Maybe there's a whole history of stuff that has just been buried and there's they're calloused over with all kinds of pain and junk and certain things might trigger that legitimate pain that, you know, somebody else maybe didn't go through. So they might not understand it, but you don't understand that the nuances of somebody else's pain or journey until you understand their their story and their journey. Um Yeah. Well, man, hey, I've taken you a long time, uh, so I'm going to let you go. No, but you're good.
1: I enjoyed all this, bro.
0: <laughs> good. Me too, man. I, I could keep going. I just looked at the time. I'm like, dang, I took you over. Um, How, how can people find your uh – Find out more about you. I mean, obviously, TikTok, uh, YouTube, yes. Instagram. Tell us where people can find you.
1: Street Hymns, H Y M N S. So, at Street Hymns, everything. Uh, you can reach me on there, follow me on there. If you want to see in the battles, look up Street Hymns, Verses, and then things will pop up as well. Um, just be on the lookout for more content, music. Um, you know comedy and I'm also writing a manga myself so uh, that's coming out pretty soon as well Um, but but yeah you can find me in all those um, and uh, yeah we can go from there
0: awesome well thanks so much for being on the show man appreciate you
1: absolutely take care